listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. listening to Framework Focus, the podcast that explores trends, innovations, and insights in the long-term care pharmacy industry. Join us as we connect the entire LTC ecosystem. Hey, this is Todd Urey, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm excited. You have no idea how exciting this day is for me because this is, this is like a coming home for me to the pharmacy industry. How did I get into pharmacy was a company called Softwriters out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the developers of the very first open source SQL-based pharmacy system dedicated to long-term care pharmacy, jettison ahead 20-some plus years, and now Framework LTC Softwriters has joined the Pharmacy Podcast Network with a wonderful podcast that we're going to continue to develop. Today is the very first episode of Framework Focus, a soft writer's podcast with you, Mark, Dr. Mark Fulton as our host. I'm excited, Mark, that you're here and that you're sharing this launch with, with the Pharmacy Podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Todd. Uh, it's great to be here. And thank you so much for having me on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, I get to use the phrase longtime listener, first time caller. So this is a lot of fun. Uh, pharmacy is really, you know, my lifeblood. It's really the thing that it drives me and gets me out of the bed every morning and and has been for, gosh, almost 30 years. So I'm just thrilled to be able to sit here and talk with you and uh, share some insights and uh, provide some value for our listeners. Yeah, I'm excited about us digging into where I started, which was tech and how tech impacts patient care. And then we can start splitting hairs where we start saying, but a very specific individual type of patient that needs extra services that we have to rely on our on our software and our technology to make it easier for us to not only remember, but bill it properly and be able to have follow-up with that patient's individual needs. And that's exactly what Framework LTC has created. So this entire environment is going to be a collection of not only your thoughts in leading this podcast, but also a collection of your partners, of your clients, of people in government agency and people in developing policy. Maybe we'll bring on somebody from the NCPDP someday to really talk about, um, you know, information organization. But this is a really, this is a really unique opportunity for our, our listeners to hear from somebody who has come from servicing patients in the retail setting, but now you've involved into the deep skilled care slash um, long-term care and where that brought you. So that's what I want to start out with, Mark, is I want to start out with your story. Oh, thanks, Todd. It's a great story too, if I uh, am permitted to say so. I, I love it. It's a great story. And I'm one of those weird kids who at 16, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to be a pharmacist. It was everything that I wanted in life. Uh, when I was 16, I got my first job and that had such a huge impact on me. I was, uh, I grew up in a very small town called Titusville, Pennsylvania, uh, really tiny old steel mill town. It was where they drilled the first oil well, actually. And my first job was at this uh, independent drugstore. It was called E.K. Thompson and Son. Mm. I learned later on that E.K. stood for Ebenezer Keith, which I, just two names that don't go together. <laughs> so I see why they 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 shortened it. Um, E.K. Thompson and Son had been around for about uh, 150 years when I joined in like 1995. 
And I was the stock and delivery boy. They, my first day there, they said, do you have a driver's license? And I had just gotten my driver's license. So I said, yes. So they hand me some keys and they say, here, get in the car out front and go deliver these medications. And so that was my first introduction to, uh, to pharmacy was before GPS, before GPS. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I knew the town. It was a small town. There, there aren't that many streets. So, but I learned my way around town and I was a delivery driver. And I would go to these houses of people who were really reliant on that community pharmacy for their day-to-day -day care. These were people who were elderly, who couldn't get around. There were shut-ins. There were people with disabilities. And I got to be a part of their day for a few minutes. And they really appreciated someone who would just come in and talk to them. And I'm extroverted by nature. I like talking to people and and as I would develop relationships and I'd see the same old people all the time, right? And, and I use old people in like the, the most friendly uh, context here. They were fantastic. And it really just made my day. So every day after school, I would go down to the pharmacy, I would get the keys to the car, and I would take the deliveries. And I was happy as a clamp. For I had like a car phone. This was 1995. So I had like one of those briefcase car phones. And... I mean, this is like a small town boy. I thought I was just hot stuff <laughs> driving around. I would call my girlfriend on the car phone. It, I learned later like on that $3 it was like, a minute. I didn't realize that until they got the bill. So, <laughs> so anyways, I worked for Thompson's Drugstore and I loved it. This place was, was old and it had this character about it that was so authentic and so true to what, what pharmacy means to me. Uh, they had a soda fountain, tin tiled ceiling, one of those big narrow pharmacies where the the pharmacy work is done at the back and you're two feet above the rest of the store. Uh, the whole building itself was ancient. I used to go up into the attic and dig through all the old pharmacy stuff. Uh, ads for like this homemade ointment they used to make <laughs> and sell back in the early 20th century. Um, but anyways, the thing I really was curious about most is I was fascinated by all the drugs, mm -hmm. like all these little individual bottles thousands of them on the shelf and each one does something different. I was hungry for knowledge and I wanted to know everything about it. I said, this is what I want to devote my life to. And, and I did. And so I was determined. I went to pharmacy school. I went to the university of Pittsburgh, I uh, graduated in 2003. Um, I had fantastic classmates. I really enjoyed my time in pharmacy school. Um, Pitt was a great fit for me. And I got out and I thought, well, I want to be a, a retail pharmacist. I had worked for like, a chain pharmacy all through college. I graduated and I started working the bench and I loved it. You know, I thought it was easy money. It was challenging. It was uh, fulfilling. I loved meeting people and I loved learning the business side of it. You know, I had a really great preceptor who kind of trained me to do his job and really looked at me as a peer and not just an intern. And, and that made a world of difference to me. Uh, and so I graduated, I worked for Bright Aid for a while, and I had a really cool opportunity about a year into my career. They came to me and said, well, we're going to start building a medication therapy management program, and we're going to do it here in Pittsburgh. And they picked four pharmacists to be part of this inaugural effort, and I was one of them. And they built us little uh, consultation offices in four different Rite Aids in the Pittsburgh area. Hmm. And we would like spend part of our days uh, seeing patients by appointment. Um, basically trying to do medication therapy management and show that there was a value. Mm -hmm. So th that worked out pretty well for a while. I kind of got bored mm -hmm. and I decided I needed something else. So I started uh, traveling for my job. At the time, in about 2006, there were a lot of 
pharmacies that had a shortage of employees. There was a huge pharmacist shortage. I mean, they talk about it now, but this was a legit one back yeah. in the early 2000s. And so what the chain that I had worked for had done was they started importing a lot of pharmacists from overseas uh, with similar education programs, and they were recruiting like mad. So I took a job in Harrisburg and, you know, for like a ridiculous, you know, uh, agreement. So I went out there. I moved to Harrisburg to start managing stores, and that's really where I decided, oh, I want to be I want to be a district manager mm -hmm. because all I could see was that that narrow lens of you know what was directly in front of me. Right. So I said, oh, I want to be a DM. I want to be a suit. Uh, that's where the money's at, right? And I thought that would make my career fulfilling. And so I had an opportunity to kind of work at the regional level for a while. I did a special project when uh, Rite Aid bought Eckerd, and I helped with the pharmacy conversion of the pharmacies in Western New York. So I got to travel around, got to meet a lot of people. And the more I learned about that job, the more I realized that it wasn't a good fit for me. You know, uh, like so many pharmacists are going through that right now. Oh, I, the struggle is real, you know, and I've lived it and I've lived it multiple times over. You know, the, the best quote I heard recently was that, you know, we, we overeducate pharmacists to do what we ask them to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I got burnt out on retail. I said, I, you know, I didn't want to be a DM because that job to me just wasn't a good fit. The people I knew who were doing that job were, you know, they 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 weren't happy, mm -hmm. you know, and happiness matters so much in what you do. There are some DMs in the realm of our big box chains, including closed door chains like Omnicare, for example, that they're that they're wonderful careers because that's what they want in life. Oh, yeah. But it's the people that want something different who don't know how to make the transition from the golden handcuff, making a ton of money, having great benefits, having lots of family support, you know, in that care that you need, and then transferring to maybe a technology oriented position. And that's the bridge that I want to hear from you is how did you go from the attitude of I have to think like, a scalable employee in 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 being a district manager to help other pharmacists be more efficient and manage everything to transferring to now how do I align with technology to deliver better patient care? That's a great question, Todd. So it's kind of funny, you know, when I tell people what I do, I still say I'm a pharmacist, but they say, where do you work? I say, I, I actually work for a software company. And then their face gets all puzzled and they say, well, how does that work? Um, why would a software company want to employ a pharmacist? Um, I actually got a call out of the blue about five years ago uh, proposing just that and saying, hey, do you want to leave your career in, in pharmacy and come work for a software company? And I said, let's try it. Uh, let's see how it works. And it turned out to be a really good fit, I think, for what I do well and what I like to do. Um, after I left retail, I spent seven years working in closed-door pharmacy. I worked for a company that did outsourced compounding, uh, did TPN. Um, again, I tried to specialize in that and do everything I could, you know, learn something new from the ground up uh, to reinvent yourself. And I think that's what you have to do or be willing to do, I think, if you're willing to try on new hats in pharmacy. So I had done that, did closed-door TPN compounding for seven years. Uh, learned everything I could about it. I actually got board certified in nutrition support, oh, cool. um, which is kind of neat. It's obscure. It's one of the less common ones. Uh, and I still love it to this day. I have passion for it. But 
again, I got bored. I said, oh, what, what else is out there? So I went back to school at night, got my MBA, uh, was looking for like jobs in that other category. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking for, you know, pharmacy jobs that aren't dispensing and that aren't in retail or hospital, I really wanted something different. Yep. And, and what was that? What's out there? And I think that's really what a lot of pharmacists today are facing is not knowing what's out there. Sure. You know, you can't go and look for a job that you don't know exists. Yep. And I found a unicorn. Yep. I found a job that I didn't even know existed. You know, so when I interviewed with the soft writers, uh, they, you know, they asked me about my background and we talked a lot about long-term care. And I had worked adjacent to long-term care for a number of years uh, in compounding. Most of my customers were LTC facilities. And so, you know, we we talked and talked. And what I learned was they said, hey, look, we make pharmacy software. Our customers are all pharmacies. The people we hire are technologists. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we hire software engineers, but we really need a pharmacist to help us make better decisions about what we should build and understanding customer needs, yep. you know, from that insider perspective. And so I basically came on as a subject matter expert and a product manager. And I started, you know, basically designing and or helping to design uh, and bring forth new software features that were built from that pharmacist perspective. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful combination because that's going to continue to be a demand on our markets. Um, and an example of that is in specialty pharmacy, there is workflow that has been designed specific to the disease state, specific to the medication titration, specific to the transfer from maybe let's say one jack inhibitor to the next jack inhibitor or whatever differentiation comes and how artificial intelligence needs to be designed in, to, in order to support a lot of the decision tree making that is maybe the first 10%, 20%, 30% of care could be decided upon massive amounts of data that starts cross-referencing condition, temperature, um, sex, pharmacogenomics, uh, titration, absorption, like all of this data, 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 data. But if you don't have a pharmacist in the background helping to build those templates, then the the sexiness of technology goes to the wayside and, and goes to literally um, where a lot of software systems start, which is, hey, this is wonderful software. I'm a, I'm a software technologist, but some of those software technologists, even into, even into describe the history of soft writers, started with some absolutely phenomenal software writers. The Hutchison family were pedigree software writers. Tim Hutchison was an amazing software writer, but their context of how does a pharmacist leverage our technology in order to deliver more patient care, more efficiently, more efficiently and better. And therein lies where Dr. Mark Fulton comes in because it's the marriage of how's a pharmacist use this and how stable and scalable is the software for a specific instance of patient care. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you think about <clears throat> long-term care, you know, it's a niche market in pharmacy. Uh, it serves a very small subset of patients, but the patients that are cared for by LTC pharmacies. These are mm -hmm. folks that are often forgotten. These are the folks that we know they exist, 
but unless we have a family member or a close friend who exists in a long-term care setting, most people would rather pretend that these things don't exist. These are folks in nursing homes and, you know, skilled nursing facilities. These are people in with adults with disabilities living in group homes. Um, and these are people who are incarcerated. You know, th these are all the, the things people don't want built in their backyard. Right. Right. But we all agree that they're needed. And long-term care serves a very important niche in that the folks who are in these places, they're there for a long period of time. They're not going anywhere and they need health care. And part of healthcare, I mean, the way we treat disease in this country is with drugs. Yep. And and that's why I decided to be a pharmacist. That's why it was such a good fit for me, because my interest was really on the pharmacology side. Uh, less interested in diagnosing, but way interested in knowing how drugs work, you know, and how such a small amount of compound can have a you know dramatic effect on the human body. But yeah, long-term care really serves a, a unique niche. And I think that's why it's, you know, really important that you know, we have this podcast and framework focus is going to give us a, a tremendous advantage in helping to connect our pharmacies. You know, we have uh, 700 pharmacies roughly across the country who use our platform currently. Uh, we're in all 50 states. And these pharmacies are often disparate. You know, if I zoom way out as pharmacists, we don't tend to talk to each other mm -hmm. a lot, right? right? You're too busy. Right. We don't have time at work to like get on the phone and gab. And especially if you're working like in a retail setting or community setting, the you don't have any other pharmacists there to speak with. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your technicians and techs are awesome. I love technicians, but you don't have other pharmacists. Maybe, you know, the pharmacist up the street and you call and ask a question if they're free. Right. Right. But you're both running around trying to get things done. Now, in a hospital, you get that chance. Right. You can work with other healthcare professionals. It's it's microcosm, but at least it's a cosm. Right. Um, but yeah, we don't, as a whole though, we don't tend to be very organized and we don't tend to share, uh, you know, our problems and our concerns with each other. You know, I, I think we do that best online, Yep. but I think it's really helpful to have a voice for pharmacists that work in these, uh, non-traditional settings, you know, to let other pharmacists know, Hey, number one, you're not alone. Yep. You know, your concerns are shared and they're valid and there are solutions out there. Now, and I think there's a lot of solutions to all the problems that pharmacists face, whether it's job dissatisfaction, whether it's, uh, you know, technology solutions, you know, whether it's solutions about just how our profession operates in this country. Exactly. Um, and right now, because of social media, because of the internet, uh, pharmacy is kind of having a moment, uh, which is great. And I hope that that momentum persists. I think, well, I think one of the practices and one of the philosophies of soft writers that has been really special is putting together a user conference that brings together all of soft writers team um, all of soft writers clients so that they can mesh together to almost um, sharpen the pencil that is that technology that's an extremely complex technology but when it's honed in it because i think of soft writers and framework ltc as as the um the microscope um of of a very specific way of handling workflow that if you start to dial in it becomes so powerful and so clear but you have to bring so this this conference which is going to be um very special to me because it's almost like a homecoming for me um i get to participate in it um uh, we're going to cover it as press. We're going to be there as a media sponsor um, and a partner. 
So the 2023 Softwriters 13th Annual Conference is on September 11th through September 13th, uh, 2023 in Boston. I love Boston. It's going to be a great time. But can you give our listeners just kind of a, a little overview of, of the user conference? Absolutely, Todd. Uh, the Framework LTC uh, Annual User Conference that is going to be held this September, like you said, in Boston, it is the opportunity for long-term care pharmacies uh, who use our products to meet our team. You know, we offer a lot of great activities. It's an action-packed couple of days. We have great keynotes and breakout presentations uh, to talk about, you know, big overarching concepts in pharmacy, you know, the big scalable things, lessons that pharmacies can take you know, back home and implement in order to make their operations run more smoothly, more efficiently. You know, we have trainers on site where you can schedule time with uh, our solution experts to learn, you know, how to use our system more effectively, Mm -hmm. you know, how to get more value out of Framework LTC. How do I unlock those efficiencies? Um, And so we do a lot of on-site training. We do a lot of demos. Uh, Obviously, our whole sales team is there. And you really can meet our, our executives, can meet our product team, it's a great way to just familiarize yourself with the people behind the product. Yep. You know, and it's great for us too. It's wonderful to meet our customers, to see them in person, to hear those stories in real time about, you know, how the things that we've done with the product have, you know, made their lives better, made their lives in the pharmacy easier, you know, enabled uh, efficiencies of scale and workflows that would not have been possible otherwise. Yeah, I I think that when you bring clients together, it helps them to um, come up with even more vetted ideas because they're sharing, hey, how do you use this report builder? How are you using this workflow change? Uh, Did you hear about the new update that's coming out with like some document management or whatever? All of those things to allow your clients to be together is a sense of security, confidence, in power in using a tool in using what is framework LTC. So that's part of the excitement that I get to like sit there and listen and learn. And I hope to run into some of the customers that I sold framework to years ago between. So if you are listening and you were a framework um, user between, if you bought framework between the year 2004 and 2008, uh, look me up at the end Boston. That would have been me or Tom Hagen. Uh, shameless plug. <laughs> That's shameless plug. The uh, the the conference is great. I think the the best thing though is what we don't advertise, and that's the networking. It's the networking with other pharmacies, uh, like you alluded to. There's a ton of folks there. The most impactful uh, event that occurs there is when our customers get to talk to each other mm-hmm. and they share stories of successes and realize number one. Everyone shares the same problems. If this is something I'm struggling with in my pharmacy, it's something someone else is struggling with. True. You know, there's nothing really unique. Pharmacy looks essentially the same, right? Any way you package it, even though how a pharmacy operates within itself is going to vary, you know, quite a bit from place to place. But our problems are universal. You know, we're all struggling with declining reimbursements. You know, how do I get more work done with less people? Um you know, how do I manage my inventory more effectively? And, you know, how do I take advantage of new technology solutions? 
you know, to help me run my business more effectively, right? That's kind of where we're getting at and where we seem to provide a lot of value, I think, to our users. Hey, I had a quick question before we get to our next subject, and that was the partnership with AdVisure. Um, tell us about that, because that was in a recent um, blog post that I saw come out from from SoftWriters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, AdVisure, th those guys, they're fantastic. They're a great partner, and we're super excited about featuring them at our user conference. So what AdVisure does, uh, if you're not familiar, they're a track and trace solution. They help pharmacies manage the requirements of uh, documentation and credentialing under the Drug Supply Chain Security Act. Uh, this is something that I've been doing a lot of writing about. Uh, I've written periodically on our blog about it. Uh, but these guys are the real experts. These are our bona fide experts in kind of how our government operates. They actually started out building software for the federal government, oh, wow. which is kind of neat. Um, anyways, they have a really cool turnkey solution for pharmacies to manage their compliance with what we call phase three of the Drug Supply Chain Security Act. And that goes into effect this November, November 27th. And what it's going to require pharmacies to do is be able to access uh, what they call the interoperable electronic database of transaction information. So basically, when your sole wholesaler sends you uh, your drugs, they have to create this electronic tracking documentation, and it has to be available for you. Now, whether they send it to you in like a printout or they have it online and you can download it, um, it just has to be there and you have to be able to access it. This is pretty easy for like retail pharmacies because they tend to use one supplier, right? They get this like strong arm contract from McKesson or Cardinal and they say, we get all our stuff from them. Mm -hmm. Long-term care doesn't work like that. You know, long-term care, you might have 15 different suppliers, you know, because you're under contract to provide these drug services to the facility, right? You don't have the luxury of saying, well, they're just out of stock, you know, right? You got to go find some place to get it. So what we find is, you might use 15 or 16 different suppliers, and some might be, you know, small online wholesalers. And so are they going to be able to provide that electronic tracking documentation? And how easy will it be to get? So what Adversure does is they provide this middleman service. And what they do is they intervene for you, they act as the pharmacy's agent, and they collect and maintain all of that documentation so that the pharmacy can easily access it whenever they need. Excellent. Excellent. So before we wrap up the very first episode of Framework Focus, I do want to, to you're going to be the host. So I want to get from your viewpoint, what kind of topics and what kind of discussions can our listeners look forward to? Oh, Todd, so much <laughs> stuff. I mean, anybody who's anybody in long-term care is going to want to tune in and listen to this. Uh, number one, they get to hear from me. Uh, that's my shameless plug. I love to do this. This is the thing that I think I'm best at. <laughs> and the thing that makes me most fulfilled in my job is talking to pharmacists uh, like our listeners about why it matters, right? So many times I think we hear this, this term used, you know, applied to, to pharmacists and people who work in pharmacy as, you know, I'm burnt out and disaffected. I'm just spent, right? I, I don't love that profession anymore. I do it because I'm not qualified to do anything else, right? Mm -hmm. I make a terrible plumber, but this is the one thing I know, but I'm not finding that rewarding, that fulfillment, you know, uh, that I want to get from that job. But I want to bring that back. And our users are going to get that by listening to our podcast, because I want to share my love, my passion for this profession, you know, and help rekindle that you know, and our customers who are out there living it every day, day to day um, in providing pharmaceutical care 
to our most vulnerable citizens. All right, you heard it here first. Um, the uh, Framework Focus has launched with Dr. Mark Fulton, our host. You'll be on the lookout for new episodes. Please tag at uh, Framework LTC, at Softwriters, I think on Twitter, and hashtag Framework Focus. Um, Mark, I am so excited to welcome you to the uh, Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, thanks for joining us. And um, you'll hear from Mark coming soon. So be on the lookout on social media. It'll be on the lookout on LinkedIn. Um, we've actually, we'll have more information about the upcoming conference and how you can become more involved. And Mark, this has been awesome. So thank you for the first episode of Framework Focus. Oh, thanks, Todd. And uh, thank you, our listeners. I just want to make sure that uh, those of you out there who took the time to sit through our very first podcast, uh, I want you to know there's lots more great stuff on the way. And if you have ideas for content, we want to hear from you. But thanks for helping us kick this off to a great start. And we're excited for what the future holds. Thank you. Framework Focus, a soft writers podcast. You'll be hearing more here on the Pharmacy Podcast Network.